Today is Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. Durham humiliates Democrats before Congress and testimony exposing FBI for anti-Trump bias. Even FBI agents break down into tears. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody else who broke down into tears is watermelon head, pencil neck, Adam Schiff, who got censured last night and Democrats threw a 20-minute temper tantrum meltdown from the well of the house. You're going to love it. The salty, salty, delicious tears, they fill my soul, ladies and gentlemen. And Congressman Clay Higgins, the great Clay Higgins, joins the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a base show for you. While I may be filled with tears, they're salty, salty tears. They fuel me. I am also filled with caffeine. And that is how we do uh, our show in the morning. Uh, man, I love caffeine. I drink a lot of coffee. Now, I drink coffee because we've had a very late night last night. We actually were live to see the million subscription ticker tick right past a million last night. It was like 10, 10.30, we were live. Uh, till then, we weren't, aren't normally up that late. Uh, and so we are moving a little slowly this morning. How do we still bring energy to the show? Well, we do it through Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee is the company that I trust. They're the company that I drink every single morning. They're patriots. They make their coffee right here in the United States of America, right here in Florida, right up the road from me. And man, this stuff is delicious. I drink it iced. I drink it hot. You open up the bag in the morning and it gets you going. You mm, take a nice little sniff. Not like you're Hunter Biden. Like you're a good American who wants some caffeine. Caffeine is legal. Ladies and gentlemen, and we have plenty of it. It keeps us powered. You need to drink and make the switch to Blackout Coffee yourself. Go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Use the coupon code to get 20% off your first order. Stay true to your values. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. That's why there's a balloon in the uh, studio this morning. We broadcast this show on a lot of different platforms. But we have been working hard on YouTube. Uh, we've been grinding and hustling. And last night we popped bottles because we cracked the one million. If you're watching on YouTube uh, right now and you weren't able to catch last night, here's what it looked like. We're very, very proud of this because we're proud of building communities everywhere that we publish. And YouTube is an important publisher for us. Check it out. Oh, oh man, yes. here we go. Ten. We got to do ten. Nine. nine. There we go. Two. 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 Oh. <laughs> Three. Oh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, we uh, made a little we made a little uh, special video for your viewing pleasure of what we have been able to do on YouTube, where we have been able to go, what we have been able to where we've been able to take you, because that, that's really what this is all about. Like it's about using the power of this audience, booking great guests, informing you, bringing you with us where we go. And you may watch on a number of different. We, we stream on every platform that lets us stream effectively, virtually every platform that lets us stream we stream on. Okay? So if you're watching on Facebook, we love you. If you're watching on Rumble, we love you. Uh, if you're watching on Twitter, we love you. 
but this was a big milestone for us uh, and for the company that we're building here and for you. And we do all of this for you. We want to be the biggest independent creator in the movement. That is our goal. We want to be the biggest independent creator in the movement. Why? Because that means that we have one single boss. You. It means that you are our boss and that we serve you every single day. And that is a good relationship. That's the way it should be. You see how bad things can get with like Tucker Carlson. Doesn't matter how big your audience is. If you have a boss above you that has an agenda and you ain't following that agenda, let's say you call out the war in Ukraine uh, or you call out the regime in a way they don't like, uh, then they can just pull the plug. Doesn't matter. Fox News committing murder-suicide. Doesn't matter. Tucker's in a better spot anyway. But it's good to build something outside of those structures. We got a lot of friends in the industry. Some of them work for a lot of other big corporations and stuff. That's fine. We don't, we want no strings to hold us down so that you're our boss every single day and so that you are the people we report to. And so we love you and we say thank you. No matter where you're watching, you've seen us uh, bring, we've sort of amped up, accelerated very quickly this year uh, our content and our desire to bring you places and to tell stories that people uh, refuse to tell in the corporate press, uh, whether that be flying on Donald Trump's jet and just a fun trip with Donald Trump on his plane to Ohio or going to East Palestine uh, after the government poisoned that sweet, small Midwestern town with good people in it. We are going to tell those stories and do things that other people refuse to because you deserve good storytelling and you deserve uh, to see the world around you through a lens and the value system that you hold and not a value system that actually hates you and a cult that hates you and doesn't think you're part of their own country. No, those people are trash. And it's time for us to build our own things. And so that's what we're doing here. We were very, very uh, proud of our uh, YouTube. One million. We're going to go on to two million and then 20 million. We'll keep going, baby. Mr. Beast has 163 million. Okay, how about that? We'll be conservative, Mr. Beast. Ladies and gentlemen, we put together a little thank you video. 60 seconds. Hope you like it. Dear YouTube, this has been one hell of a year. This is Benny on the block. I'm truly based. This channel has streamed thousands of hours, uploaded more videos than we can count, cranked out nearly a billion views, been demonetized a few times. We've flown on Trump's jet together. We've topped the rap charts together blown up Bud Light together, made some new enemies and a lot of new friends, millions of new friends. I could have never done this without you. You have always been there for me and I will always be there for you. Unless Joe Biden puts me in jail or Hillary Clinton has me killed. You are why we do this. You are one in a million, but like literally numerically, you're one of a million subs. I want you to hear it directly from me. We have not yet even begun to fight. Join me in the next chapter of this journey. Stay based. Good music. Come on. That's the vibe. I'm being told by Royce that my celebration balloon must get out of the shot. Royce like, get that balloon out of my shot. We have a happy birthday. This was what was available at the supermarket checkout last night when I was getting on my bottle of champagne. Happy birthday. With uh, the uh, with the, the Mario with the Mario team on it, okay. So there we go, baby. That's our show. This is our community. 
You are one of these characters. I am one of these characters. And we will float on together. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody else who has a head the shape of a balloon. Somebody else whose head is filled with helium or some type of toxic chemical that is found in California. His name is Adam Schiff. And Adam Schiff was censured yesterday by the House of Representatives in an incredible, incredible act by Anna Paulina Luna, who is a wonderful member of Congress. I've known her for a long time. She represents just down the road from us here in Florida, and she's amazing. Anyway, Anna Paulina Luna finally got the censure across the finish line. Whew, hot damn, it was a hot night in the swamp. Ladies and gentlemen, why is Adam Schiff being censured? I know that the news cycle, even for us, the news cycle is like 10 seconds long, okay? Something's, something's big in the news, you know, a submarine gets lost or whatever, Hunter Biden gets off. It's, it's, like, it's like 10 second long, the, 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 the space of a gnat uh, is the attention span that we have right now, the attention span of a small gnat. Uh, and, and so, so it's hard to like, remember what actually happened to all of us uh, like like five, six years ago. But we were psyoped, baby. We were psyoped. These people uh, in the FBI, the CIA, they, they discovered that Hillary Clinton had written this document tying Donald Trump to Russia just as a slur, right? It was just a slur. This is like a classic thing that they did. By the way, not just Donald Trump. They did the same thing to Mitt Romney. Same thing to John McCain, of all people. We went back into the history books, man. You can find these articles where they're like, is John McCain a Russian asset? Oh, it's incredible. It's the same playbook every single time. Meanwhile, the Bidens are literally taking millions of dollars from Putin stooges and Hillary Clinton is actually working with Russian agents to write the dossier. So they're the ones in bed with that, but whatever, whatever. So what you need is you need to merchandise this lie, okay? The CIA doesn't go on television, typically, all right? Unless these guys retire and they're disgraced. So whatever, John Brennan is a good example. They don't go on TV. So you need someone to funnel it through. Somebody who does go on TV, somebody who does have uh, a big uh, platform in order to speak from and some type of uh, letters behind his name, chairman or something, right? So the chairman of the intelligence committee, Adam Schiff at the time, was used as the vector in order to the, the pipeline, the sewage line, in order to vomit these lies into your faces every single night. It is breathtaking when you go back through the clips from a couple of years ago to see what this man was capable of. We pulled just a few, just a few of the worst examples. There are thousands of them, but the worst examples for Adam Schiff talking about this vicious lie. Listen, watch this man, pathological. This guy is psychotic, pathological liar, watch counterpart in the Senate, the Republican chair of the Intelligence Committee, Richard Burr, said that his committee has found nothing to suggest collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. You said, quote, that's not our view in the House. But, you know, Burr hasn't exactly been a rabid partisan on this until the last couple of weeks. He's been working very closely with the Democrats. So why do you think he's wrong? Well, it's not just that I think he's wrong. Uh, Mark Warner, the vice chair of the Intel Committee in the Senate, also disagrees with that assessment. But look, you can see evidence plain sight uh, on the issue of collusion. Pretty compelling evidence. Now, collusion. This is the Steele dossier. The Steele dossier is what Adam Schiff is using. This is a political document written by Hillary Clinton, known to the deep state, known to Barack Obama, known to John Brennan, 
John Brennan briefed Barack Obama and Joe Biden that Hillary Clinton was planning on smearing Donald Trump to stir up a controversy using Russia. They all knew it. Here's Adam Schiff giving credibility to that dossier, knowing full well it is a lie. This man is a psychopath. Watch. Uh, I want to ask you something about the Steele dossier because it has been in the news for a lot of uh, other reasons, including some questions about its validity. Uh, I want to play some uh, recent uh, uh, pre uh, sound that you had on the Steele dossier over the years. Take a listen. According to Christopher Steele, a British, a former British intelligence officer who is reportedly held in high regard by U.S. intelligence. When you look at just what has become public, uh, some of the public information is very much in line with what is reported in that dossier. The most significant thing to me is that Christopher Steele may have found out, even before our own intelligence agencies, that the Russians were in fact aiming to help Donald Trump in the election. As chair of the House Intelligence Committee, do you regret giving some credibility to the Steele dossier before anybody had been able to verify anything in that. A lot of those clips were done before there was any good verification. Look, there's some news organizations that made the mistake of publishing this dossier without verifying it. That's a separate conversation with those news organizations. But you helped give it credibility. Do you regret it? I don't regret saying that we should investigate claims of someone who, frankly, was a well-respected British intelligence uh, officer. Oh, interesting. Okay, hey, yo. I think watermelon head is a good uh, pejorative for Adam Schiff. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Adam Schiff had his balloon, his balloon head popped uh, a, a number of times, but most especially and most severely yesterday. Not just because of the censure. And we're going to get to the censure in just a moment because you got to understand actually how the mechanisms of censure work inside of the House. We also have a great member of the House who's going to be joining us in just a moment named Clay Higgins, who voted to censure Adam Schiff. And he can illuminate a little more for us what this means, because it means that Adam Schiff will be going to congressional ethics investigation. This is awesome. But it was a one-two punch yesterday because John Durham was also on Capitol Hill yesterday. John Durham of the Durham Report. Now, a lot of people pretty uh, south on John Durham. A lot of people thought that John Durham would go harder at James Comey, Peter Strzok, Andy McCabe, the FBI. I am um, a mixed bag. I'm a mixed bag. I think that John Durham brought truth, sunlight, salt, and some real viciousness yesterday towards Democrat lies. I mean, he just absolutely destroyed people like Adam Schiff yesterday to his face, starting with, and let's buckle in here, the clip you just saw. So the clip you just saw is Adam Schiff time and time again talking about the Steele dossier, the Steele dossier, the Steele dossier, and Christopher Steele. He, this guy is legitimate. This guy's a member of British intelligence. This is the whole the whole cornerstone of our Russiagate collusion investigation into Donald Trump, which is a giant psyop in order to knee kneecap the American people who wanted Donald Trump and elected him legally as their president. This is something that we created. Created in order to, to essentially steal your vote from you, your voice from you. Donald Trump was your voice, and we created something in order to remove that from you. Does it have any validity? This was the question of the day with John Durham. And Adam Schiff was sitting there on his little dais as John Durham said this about the Steele dossier and its credibility after a four-year investigation. Go. 
The Steele dossier, Steel dossier was, it was entered into our congressional record. Was it true? There is not a single substantive piece of information in the dossier that has ever been corroborated by the FBI or, to my knowledge, anyone else. There is not a single piece of information that is true, corroborated, true. Not a single piece of true information. What does the Bible say about liars? What does the Bible say about the native tongue of Satan? Dude, he says that the native tongue of the devil is lies. All right? The first thing that happens in the Bible is a lie. Yo, eat the apple. You'll get smart. Okay. Or you'll doom all of mankind. You are a doomed person if you cannot tell the truth. Everybody knew that the Steele dossier was a lie. Adam Schiff knew it was a lie. He lied about the lie that he knew was a lie. They are pathological. They are evil. They need to be held into account. God bless the Republicans in the House for having John Durham in and then voting to censure Adam Schiff on the same day. Whew, we need a little bit of a, a lift up and we got it, baby. Also, my team is telling me that there's a poll that they've pinned in order to vote. Watermelon head or pencil neck? Man, it is it is it is neck and neck. Okay, well, I will keep you updated. You will decide what we will call Adam Schiff. I like both of those nicknames. We'll 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 decide. So bad was uh, the pretext for the investigation that John Durham said that, of course, there is absolutely no legal basis for them to have ever opened an investigation into Donald Trump at all. Watch. So then, was there adequate predication for the FBI to open? Crossfire Hurricane as a full investigation. On July 31st, in my view, based on our investigation, there was not a legitimate basis to open as a full um, investigation. Um, an assessment is something that had to be looked at to gather information, such as interviewing the people who provided um, the uh, Papadopoulos information, checking their own databases, the databases of other intelligence agencies, and the standard kinds of things that you would do in an investigation like this. Yeah, so there was absolutely no reason to open this investigation. It doesn't matter. They got the result, right? The result was to rob from you. The result was to put a pall over Donald Trump's administration, was to cast doubt on whether he was the legitimate president in the United States. That was the goal. What, like, Remember, what, they, what these people, the iron law of wokeism, the iron law, of being a Democrat is accusing you of the crimes of which they are guilty of. Joe Biden, you got to look at what he's doing in Ukraine. He's corrupt. Don't look at my family. Whew, man, we are living in a bizarro world. And so that's why it was nice. It was nice to have John Durham up on Capitol Hill, adding a little bit of clarity. Ain't nobody can actually question that the guy himself has done his honest investigation. Now, some people are very upset that he did not put heads on pikes, that he did not um, put people in prison, for instance. Uh, he brought a number of cases and they all fell to pieces inside of like the rigged jury system in Washington, D.C. He was forced to bring these cases in Washington, D.C. So all these lunatics with uh, AOC bumper stickers on their car uh, were the jury pool that he had to choose from. Any legal professional will tell you that D.C. is a rigged jury. You will not be able to win a case against the deep state in Washington, D.C. These people have been poisoned. John Durham said that members of the FBI came to him and personally apologized, broke down into tears over what they had done to obstruct justice here. This is crazy. I mean, again, those people, should, they shouldn't be crying and apologizing. They should be sitting in a prison cell. But we'll take it. Watch. 
Let me, let me um, give you some real-life um, views on that. I have had um, any number of FBI agents um, who I've worked with over the years, some of them are retired, some are still in place, who have come to me and apologized for the manner in which uh, that investigation was undertaken. I take that seriously. These are good, hardworking, the majority of people in the FBI, the decent human beings who swear to, uh, under their oaths to uh, abide by the law and, and the like. And uh, I think that that um, typifies, exemplifies of, uh, the, of the concern here. Um, there is uh, There are investigative activities undertaken or not undertaken here uh, which raise real concerns about whether or not the law was followed, the policies in place, the FBI were followed. Okay, so John Durham, what what effectively happened yesterday was a tongue lashing by John Durham against the FBI. Now, John Durham butted heads with Democrats, which we thought was absolutely hysterical. And we're going to bring you those clips here in just a second. But there is a moment where John Durham and Jim Jordan got into a little bit of a back and forth about Igor Dranchenko, who is the subsource for the dossier itself. So this is why we say that Hillary Clinton is the Russian agent. Ah, oh, so it makes your head hurt. Okay, like the lies. There's a passage in Alexander Solzhenitsyn, his book Gulag Archipelago. This is the, of course, famous Russian author who wrote about the life under the communist regime of the USSR for the better part of 80 years uh, the Soviet Union existed. The quote goes something like this, and I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, they, they lie to us. They know they're lying. We know they're lying. They know that we know that they're lying, and they continue to lie. And that is what we, that is where we find ourselves right now. Okay, it's it's it it's get, becomes painful. Hillary Clinton accuses Donald Trump of using Russian information to get elected, yet she uses a guy named Igor Dranchenko, who's a Russian. Try not to yell. Who's a Russian? Try not to yell, Benny. He's a Russian. He's connected to Russian foreign services in order to get all the information about Donald Trump. Where did they get the idea for the, the dossier? Gossip inside of the Moscow Hilton, inside of the Moscow Ritz-Carlton. This all comes from some drunk-ass diplomat who was inside of the Ritz-Carlton who was like uh, making up jokes about Donald Trump. This all, the, the entire thing is Russian disinformation. Hillary Clinton is the Russian agent, but it hurts your brain. They know, we know that they know that we, that we know that they're lying but they continue to lie. Igor Dranchenko was lost by the FBI. Do you know this? This is the guy who couldn't get charged. This is the guy that couldn't, uh, Durham brought charges and he couldn't get one of these like dark blue juries uh, to go after the guy, even the Russian agent who provided this information. Oh, they're really strong. They're really against Russia, these Democrats, but they exonerate Igor Dranchenko. Why? Because the scam worked. It hurt Trump. It kneecapped Trump enough that there was a black cloud over his administration and he couldn't get anything done. Not effectively. Watch. So Danchenko is the primary subsource. A few years before he does this work, he was investigated by the FBI for espionage. Is that right, Mr. Durham? Right. And that, that case was halted because the FBI thought he left the country, right? Right. Had he left the country? No. Where was he living? You were... <laughs> He remained living in the place that he was living when they opened the investigation. Right here in D.C., right? 
Yeah. He hadn't left anywhere. He's right here in, in D.C. And they. So the Democrats lost their source. They stopped the investigation into the Russian agent. Do you believe that? No, of course you don't. You weren't born, you weren't born yesterday. They don't live in bizarre world. You don't watch MSNBC. You don't believe any of this crap. You don't believe that. The FBI just wanted to lose this guy because they knew that if they brought him in, he would say exactly what he said to John Durham. So they let him. The FBI said that he had fled the country. and He's just living in his same apartment building. You think this is what I gathered from 15 years in D.C., just a little bit of earned wisdom here. Hopefully you won't have to earn the same wisdom. You think that D.C. is run by these really smart people. Oh, wow. They live in D.C. They have cards with the government emblazoned on them. It is run by the dumbest people in our culture and society. Actually, smart, actual smart people go off and do smart things, create things, build things, make things. The dumb sludge go to D.C. The bean counters, the pencil necks, the watermelon heads, they go to D.C. The kids who are shoved into lockers and picked on in school, they go to D.C. and they run these little bureaucratic fiefdoms because they hate themselves and they hate you. And they're very unhappy in their own personal lives. They're deeply unhappy people. They have no relationship with the Lord. They have no no good relationships with other human beings. And so they run these little tyrannical agencies and they work their way through the pipelines in order to get power over you so they can finally punish the jocks and the chads uh, and the mean girls who put them into lockers in high school. <laughs> That's what it's all about. It's all D.C. is, man. It's all D.C. is. So you see the mean girl behavior here from Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff gets a chance to question, question John Durham, the guy who has taken a uh, 20-pound cannon and blown a giant hole inside of the hull of this rotted old wooden ship floats around, lies the American people on. This guy's blasted to timbers. Adam Schiff, his entire uh, facade, the entire rigged game for Schiff. And here's how Adam Schiff questioned him. It's a beautiful thing. So he's talking, Adam Schiff is still trying, still clinging like a junkie, uh, like an alcoholic to like the last little vapors of, of booze inside of his bottle. Adam Schiff is still like clinging to that bottle. All right. Still trying to, still trying to suck the last drops of alcohol out. And he's saying, but, but Donald Trump, but the emails, but Donald Trump, he talked about Russia once. And John Durham goes, you need to see a psychologist. You need, you actually have mental, you're mentally disturbed. You might need to see a psychiatrist. Watch. And when you say exactly what happened. Well, the Russians released stolen emails mm -hmm. through cutouts, did they not? There were emails. It's a very simple question. Did they release information, leads. stolen information through cutouts, yes or no? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. That you really what, don't what, know the answer to that? The answer is yes, they did. Through DC League's... Well, in your mind, it's yes. Well, <laughs> Mueller's answer was yes. More important than mine, Mueller's... <laughs> in your mind, it's yes. <laughs> Maybe you're pathological, sir. Like, this is really, this is like... Adam Schiff yesterday in this hearing behaved like your super creepy ex-girlfriend from high school. And you're happy and you're married and you're off. You have kids. It's been 10 years. And suddenly this like this this crazy uh, pilled up girl who you haven't heard from like slides into your DMs. Hi, how are you? Remember the good times we had together? 
You're like, she's like on her like fourth marriage. Yeah, you dodged a bullet there. Adam Schiff did not dodge any bullets from John Durham yesterday. This one was amazing. So Adam Schiff is talking about Adam Schiff's talking about Donald Trump. There's this moment where Donald Trump, because he's Donald Trump, goes out and he's like, hey, Russia, you should hack Hillary. She's stupid and corrupt, which is a hilarious thing for Donald Trump to say, because this is like the entire basis. This is how much they've been obliterated. They are like they are living on this like little their boat has been sunk. They are living on this like little splinter that is left floating in the water. And the last splinter they have is Donald Trump during 2016, which is hilarious being like, hey, Russia, this broad is so corrupt. You should just like hack her emails and give them to the world. That's the last little the last little stick of timber that they have to float on in the oceans. Sharks swimming around it. And so this was the entire basis of their line of questioning to John Durham. Didn't Donald Trump said that Russia should hack Hillary? That means that Donald Trump ordered them to hack Hillary because the Russians totally do what Donald Trump orders them to do. Anyhow, here you have, here you have Adam Schiff continuing that line. This was his entire line of questioning yesterday and just getting the last little stick that he's floating on. Uh, like John Durham's like, uh, like, uh, like the the sh the shark comes and just eats the last little bit of timber that he's floating on. I'll unpack it for you here. Here's the exchange. Watch. The son of a presidential candidate gets calls all the time from a foreign government offering dirt on their opponent. Opponent, is that what you're saying? I don't think this is unique in your experience. Uh, so you uh, you have other instances of the Russian government offering dirt. Whoa. Okay. So what does that mean? Again, you have to be a people's history uh, expert. To understand what John Durham was alluding to there, John Durham was a uh, polite individual yesterday. Uh, we'll play you a clip in a second that proves that. But what is he talking about there? Why did the entire room start laughing at Adam Schiff there? You could hear it very subtly. Why did the entire room start laughing at Adam Schiff? Because Adam Schiff is on audio recording talking to a Russian radio station that's prank calling him offering him dirt on Trump. So this is the only argument they had is that Donald Trump once asked for the Russians, please go hack Hillary, which is hysterical. I'll say it right now. Go hack Hillary. Okay? Like, that's a hysterical thing. She has a server in a bathroom. We're run by some moron that needs to go on Reddit to try and, like, figure out how to wipe the server. These people are idiots. They're dumb. Their fancy buildings and their fancy business cards is just a front. It's a facade. It's fake. Fagazi. Fagazi. It's like the mafia. It's a front. It's not actually a deli that they're running. They're actually running a business in the back. That has nothing to do with making a sandwich. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a front. DC is a front operation for the dumbest people ever. These fancy buildings and these fancy titles, they're dumb. They're stupid. Adam Schiff took a call. And we have the audio. From Russian radio station, these guys prank called Adam Schiff and said, hey, we want to give you dirt on Trump. And Adam Schiff's like, oh, yes, yes, please. Oh, please. <laughs> Pull the whole Hunter Biden. Mainline that into my veins. Listen. Okay. And, and what's the nature of the compromise? Well, there were pictures of naked Trump. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so Putin was made aware... Uh, of the the availability of the compromising material? 
Yes, of course, uh, Buzova shared those materials with uh, Sobchak and Sobchak shares those materials with uh, Putin because she's a goddaughter of Putin and Putin decided to press on Trump. Um, and, uh, and the materials that you can provide to the committee or to the FBI, uh, would they corroborate this allegation? Sure, of course. <laughs> so that's why John Durham's like, that's why John Durham's like, wait a second, you are coming after Donald Trump for wanting dirt on his political enemy? You're on tape with a couple of shock jocks from Moscow saying, oh, yes, I have a naked photo of Trump and Adam Schiff into my veins, into my veins right here. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. <laughs> These people are such clowns. Here is the clip. This is their entire argument against Trump, okay? Here it is. This is their entire argument against Trump. This is, it's hilarious. This is Trump from 2016. This is the last, this was the twig that they all floated on yesterday uh, against Trump. That Trump once said, hack Hillary, sure. She's got her server in a toilet. Watch. It would be interesting to see. I, I will tell you this. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press. Let's see if that happens. That'll be next. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That's it. The entire clip is 10 seconds. The entire clip is a total of 10 seconds. Donald Trump being like, yo, I hope you find our emails. Because Hillary Clinton deleted all of her emails. Hillary Clinton smashed them with a hammer and bleach bit them. Leading, of course, to the greatest fact check in the history uh, of CNN. Maybe we'll play it at the end of the show. The greatest thing ever. Hey, can we fact check that? Hillary didn't break her break her devices with a hammer. Uh, actually, yeah, she smashed a couple of them with a hammer. The rest of them she shoved through a bleach bit program. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. The other thing that was really good, these Democrats are seething and screaming. They're yelling at Durham. Oh, John Durham, why? No, no, no apologies. John Durham saying that FBI agents came to him and apologized. No apologies from these people for the hoax they put the American people through. Instead, personal attacks on John Durham. That's what you got yesterday. Personal attacks on John Durham. That was it. That's what they could come up with. Your reputation is going to really suffer for this. Watch. This is the clip that really went thermonuclear. Steve Cohen, a guy who looks like, um, like a creepy butler. Uh, inside of like a haunted mansion, who's like standing there at the front of the haunted mansion. That's what that's what Steve Cohen looks like, Congressman Steve Cohen. I think he's from Tennessee. He's from like some type of the awful district in Tennessee. He looks like the creepy hunched over like butler at the front of a haunted mansion, who's like, please welcome, welcome in, come on in, come on in, please. We'd be delighted to have you for dinner. <laughs> This was him yesterday. Listen to the response from John Durham here with Steve Cohen being like, eh, your reputation is at stake. Your reputation will be damaged. As everybody's reputation who gets involved with Donald Trump is damaged, he's damaged goods. There's no good dealing with him because you will end up on the bottom of a pyre. I yield back the balance of my time. Sure. My, we uh, presume the gentleman's undecided on, on how he feels about the pre former president. Gentlemen. Witness can respond. 
Yeah, my uh, concern about my reputation is with uh, the people who I respect and my family and my Lord. And I'm perfectly comfortable with my reputation with them, sir. So that's a great answer, man. That was the that was the Mr. Uh, Smith goes to Washington. This was the Mr. Smith goes to Washington answer finally um, before the committee. My reputation is with the people I respect and with my Lord, which is what which is what Durham ultimately that was ultimately the message that he put out there. It's hard for me to hate John Durham. There's a lot of people that are going in hard against John Durham right now. Okay, a lot of people that are going in really, really big time against Durham. Matt Gates is one of them. I love Matt Gates. Love Matt Gates. Friends of the show. Know him personally. He's saying John Durham was like a like a front essentially, like to do a mop up job, cover up job for the deep state. I want him to come on and like actually uh, talk about that because I think that's imp I think that's ultimately important. But really where I fall on this and after watching the entire hearing yesterday is it was nice to have sunlight. This was sunlight. This was sunlight. It's tough when you're fighting the like evil inside of its own layer, right? So you're fighting Sauron inside of Mordor here. And uh, John Durham was given a suicide mission. You, you weren't going to get prosecutions inside of a D.C. jury. Sorry, you ain't going to get prosecutions against Hillary Clinton's lawyer with a D.C. jury. How much of D.C. did Hillary Clinton win? But you can at the very least expose these people to some sunlight and you can create the vectors for consequences. And we saw that yesterday with the vote to censure Adam Schiff. For many lies, obviously, but for the for the lies uh, detailed herein, we have like 10 more clips, but they're all saying the same thing. I'm like, Alex, find me clips of, of Adam Schiff lying. He's like, you're going to you need to narrow that down. We have like 20 more clips of Adam Schiff telling verifiable lies about Donald Trump and using his position in Congress to do that. OK. The Adam Schiff said, and this is an exact quote. Adam Schiff says he's seen the evidence of Russian collusion. Where the hell is it? You've seen it? Oh, okay. You're the head of the Intelligence Committee. That seems really important. Where is that evidence? Still got nothing. So Adam Schiff actually got something yesterday. Adam Schiff was censured and has been referred to investigation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is awesome. House voted along party lines on Wednesday to censure Adam Schiff for amplifying the claims that Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign concluded with Russia. What really he was amplifying is that Donald Trump was not a legitimate president, okay? Really, this was just their own insurrection, staging their own slow motion, far more uh, like, like sophisticated, colluding with the CIA and the FBI insurrection. That's what this is. The censure resolution against Schiff former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, was approved by a vote of 213, 209, six lawmakers opting not to vote. The initial resolution to censure Schiff failed last week uh, because it included a massive fine. That resolution included fining Schiff $16 million, half the money the taxpayer doled out for the special counsel Robert Mueller's collusion hoax probe. Interesting that. The resolution was brought by Representative Anna Paulina Luna from Florida, who was on Jesse uh, Waters' show last night. Uh, but the vote itself is uh, was a was a triumph. Anna Paulina Luna tweeting 
uh, here afterwards. Rep. Adam Schiff from California's 30th District has been censured and referred to the Ethics Committee for an investigation. Boom, shaka, blocka. Very, very proud of Anna Polina Luna, somebody that we have sent to Congress. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this was what the House floor looked like yesterday. Democrats effectively just um, spent their entire uh, time on the House floor throwing a temper tantrum, screaming, wailing, whining, gnashing of teeth because their known liar and psyop asset, Watermelon Head, was finally, was finally sm smacked in the pee-pee uh, over the lies that he has told uh, for years about a PP tape that doesn't exist. Watch. The A's are 213 and the nays are 209 with six answering present. The resolution adopted without objection. The motion to consider is laid on the table. House will be in order. Oh, okay. Shame. Shame. They must be Game of Thrones fans. Really. It's really, really special. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, speaking of very special, we have something uh, very special for you here. A member of Congress who we have admired for quite a while. A member of Congress who has done some of the best work for the people in asking the toughest questions under the toughest circumstances. Somebody who created a clip that you have seen and is the force behind a clip that you have seen many, many times over on this program. A clip that we have played here that has to do really with what we're talking about here. Okay, the ultimate point of what's happened with the censure of Adam Schiff, with uh, Igor Dranchenko, with the SEAL dossier, with Durham yesterday, is that the federal government colludes to lie to you, to psyop you, and to create a, to create a false narrative in order to gain more power over you. One of the most appalling examples of that was January 6th. Now, Hunter Biden, who's committed hundreds of federal felonies, uh, got off with a slap on the wrist. But if Hunter Biden were to have trespassed at the United States Capitol after being encouraged by undercover informants, law enforcement to do so, well, then that would have led to Hunter Biden serving hard time, hard time in prison. Thank goodness Hunter Biden didn't have some buffalo horns on um, and some uh, tribal tattoos and didn't go wander through the Capitol after being encouraged by police officers, undercover police officers, to do so. There's one man who emerged from the, from the dark forests in order to ask Christopher Wray that question. We have played this clip many times for you. This is Representative Clay Higgins asking the FBI director, how many confidential human sources did you have dressed as MAGA supporters inside of the Capitol, inside of the Capitol, very important there, on January the 6th? Hot damn. This is the question of the year. And if we had an honest press, this would be played every single hour of every single day until we got the answer. Watch. Does, it, does the FBI have confidential human sources. Uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021? Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even now, because that's what you told us two I years finish? ago. 
may I finish, uh, about when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, gentlemen's time has expired. It should be a no. I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now live, the great representative Clay Higgins of Louisiana. You're questioning of Christopher Ray. It should have been a no, and Christopher Ray could not tell you that he did not have undercover FBI informants dressed as MAGA supporters inside the Capitol on January. He couldn't say no. Right. He he could not say no. And what my intention was to was to reveal that the you know the the director was either going to uh, deny what I already knew to be the truth. I have evidence that that the that the FBI had had either agents or confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol prior to the doors being opened. And that, that was my opportunity to give the man, a, you know, a chance to explain himself. And instead, uh, he, he, he obfuscated and, and avoided the, the question with the same crap we've been hearing from him for two years about, I can't comment on, on confidential human sources. And man, we're not asking you to identify the people. We're not asking you to, you know, tell us the names and where they live or how much you pay them or anything like that. But the, but the director of our FBI, the America's premier federal law enforcement agency, should indeed be able to reassure the American people that, that they were not engaged in an operation designed to uh de- designed to create havoc within the people's capital on January the 6th and it, and I believe they absolutely were engaged in that and, the, and the, I'm one of the ones pushing for the release by the way of all the J6 video mm-hmm. we got 60,000 hours of video from January 4th 5th and 6th I want it all released to the American people so that we can crowdsource that investigation and have and have uh, men like you with 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 your intention to seek truth and Americans across the country and indeed concerned, uh, concerned men and women across the world. Look at these videos so that the truth can be fully revealed. So uh, I'm not falling for this. Then this story of uh, that I'm even hearing from some of my colleagues that the, the the release of all that video was somehow in danger, the Capitol or or members of Congress. That's that's crazy, man. We, the American people deserve the truth about J6. I intend to see to it that uh, that 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 we get full reveal and and the people that were involved in staging that thing. 
and participating in it should be held to account. So, one, I'm so sick of that excuse is always the excuse, right? The overclassification in Washington, D.C., that's just hiding information from the American people they are ashamed of. There's no reason why we shouldn't have the JFK files, for instance, right? (laughs) Like right now, right? Anyone who could have conceivably been involved in that uh, is long gone, right? But they they want to hide the truth from us. And even the small clips that we get, like the ones that have been playing beside you, these are clips that the audience knows well. They know your clip well because we play. We must have played it 20 times at least on the show. But they know these clips well because well, you can see the undercover agents pushing people to go inside of the Capitol. These are the footage that's released from the body cams from the police officers that were embedded, that were dressed as mass reporters outside. And so what I'd like to ask for you is, I mean, maybe you could break some news here. You had such confidence in asking Christopher Ray that question. You clearly had a, an ace up your sleeve. You have a you, have, you had the cards. You held the deck during that exchange. Uh, wh- what have you seen? What do you know about the FBI's operations inside of the Capitol for people dressed as MAGA supporters? I've seen exactly that. I've seen that. What uh, I have evidence of the the arrival of. I can't. Ide- I have not been able to identify the individual human beings and and trace their employment and who they work for and who was paying them and seeing their. Then seeing their uh, their their uh, data streams on on digitally of who they are and what they were doing, but uh, we have plenty of evidence of uh, of men that appear to be professionals and dressed as Trump supporters arriving in D.C. and dispersing themselves in a very organized manner. Uh, Throughout the throughout the J six uh, uh, protesters and and the and the rally participants, which is mostly who was in town, but it was almost one hundred percent peaceful, and it, and yet there were like pockets of of strange agitation, mm. and and we trace that stuff back. Uh, we have some very some very condemning video files that we were able to get hold of that's that appear to show um, some some professionals dressed as Trump supporters uh, decked out in mega regalia inside the Capitol prior to the doors being opened. And so obviously, the, the conclusion that that one would that a reasonable man would arrive at is that if if the police have congregated at the doors of the Capitol to keep out some some perceived threat of and and that perceived threat is identified visually as someone dressed as as Trump supporters and if you see video of men dressed as Trump supporters behind those police officers and walking around freely, then I I think it's very reasonable to conclude that those men dressed as Trump supporters were in some way working with law enforcement or else law enforcement would have been turning around and saying, you know, what are those guys doing back? Hey, somebody get those guys. So, and the doors we're talking about, brother, man, these doors don't just get, casually opened, you know, by the outside, especially if there's some threat and the Capitol Police and all the law enforcement here have congregated to secure the perimeters of the Capitol. 
these doors don't just get accidentally left open and and people walking in. That's it's under police control. So I in the back this thing up. I don't know how deep you want to go in this rabbit hole, but but the but the 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 groups that were uh, being monitored by the FBI uh, in the in the months leading up to January 6th, in the months prior to the uh, election in November of 2020, those groups were were uh, infiltrated by FBI operatives and agents quite effectively. That's something that the FBI does very well. They, they pose as as uh, people that want to be involved in this group, this online group, they get accepted. Uh, their chats are accepted as genuine. This is part of, of normal, effective investigative work. But if you follow those chat threads, those threads did not include any suggestion of any sort of uh, any sort of like aggressive action until it was suggested on those threads by the FBI agents who had infiltrated the threads. It goes back months. You understand? And we, I, I have files inches thick of binders and binders of this stuff behind me. And I have digital files as well. It's difficult to even navigate through it all. But as you, as you get into it, you quickly realize this, this something was being staged. Something was being staged, and ultimately that became um, January 6th. So, you know, anybody out there that knows me well enough to know that I'm, I'm, I'm quite a, you know, I'm very serious about investigations if I get involved in one. I'm not interested in, in, uh, in false allegations. I'm not interested in conspiracy theories. I don't care about any of that. I, I seek truth. And the truth in this case regarding our government's involvement in, in the, the, the months and weeks of uh, interacting with groups that were going to come participate either in, in, in election, uh, you know, ancillary actions around the elections in November of 2020, or ultimately what became the president's rally on January 6th and the, and the, the very somber duty that we, we were required to perform congressionally regarding the, uh, the, the confirmation of the of the electoral slates and the certification of electoral slates from every sovereign state. Uh, there was you'd have had to been living under a rock to not know that there was potential for problems that day. And it, as we look back on what built up to the days prior to January 6 here in D.C., we see FBI fingerprints all over it. So. You can call me crazy if you want to, but I, I'm I'm a solid investigator, and there's a tremendous amount of evidence that's that's quite disturbing. If you're a free American and a patriot, and you love your country and your fellow man, and you respect the rights of your fellow man, it's quite concerning when our own most significant federal law enforcement agency appears to be working against us. So. One, thank you for your work in illuminating this for us. I'm 
fascinated just by listening to you right now because I'm hearing things that I have not heard before. Uh, uh, two, skepticism is always required in a situation like this. You must always be able to uh, ask questions. The people who tell you to believe and swallow the official narratives, those are the evil people. And so I'll ask you a, a simple binary question here. Do you believe that Nancy Pelosi wanted January 6th to happen? Um. Well, that's a rather pointed question. Let me say that I do believe um, Madam Speaker Pelosi is agenda driven. And and I believe that the factions of her party that control the agenda to which she adheres put themselves in a position where it would be beneficial to the narrative that they were pushing in support of their agenda if uh, Trump supporters could be uh, portrayed as 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 violent insurrectionists. Yes. So I hope that it's a more thorough answer to your question. Yes. I, I, I don't claim to know the heart of of Madam Speaker Pelosi and and nor do I. I'd cast condemnation upon her as a as a fellow child of God. I can say that the evidence appears to indicate that the agenda that's supported by by Madam Pelosi and many of the the members of her party um, felt that it was supportive of their of of their hatred for President Trump and all of those of us that have supported him. If they if we could be portrayed as some kind of crazy lunatic right wing mob and yes. and for them to pull the, the show of force, for instance, maybe you've heard me address this a couple of years ago in committee with Ray, with Ray and the oversight committee. You know, what the hell happened to the FBI? What do you think about that? And what well, I mean, the, uh, the the National Guard, why would the National Guard be be pulled yes. on? on January the 5th, on the evening of January 5th, from a more active role on January 6th, when it's known to law enforcement that a show of force is very effective at at quelling some potential uh, 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 criminal behavior or riotous behavior from a, a large group of, of, of people that, that have been incited you know, by the by, whatever ever it is that's driving them, their their anger with with some uh, with some significant, you know, series of events usually leads up to something like that. But we're, in law enforcement, we know that a show of force is is incredibly effective as a as a mechanism to control and to quell potential violence. So. One of the most visible shows of force that we had set up prior to January 6th was a, a much more visible and involved National Guard. Yes. The president had approved it. it. It had gone through chain of command. They were ready. And why was that stopped by, by why? the mayor of D.C.? And, you know, who could possibly benefit from that? So I think this all... Uh, lends to to consideration of your question, good sir, of who would benefit from right. from disruption on January the sixth. Right, right. 
I, I lived in Washington, D.C., of course, defunding the police and BLM made me move my family to a safer place in the South and Florida, place, you know, relatively where you come from. And I, you know, I'm very, very happy that I did that. But I saw National Guard staged in my neighborhood in Washington, D.C. Nobody was going to step to them. If there was National Guard at the Capitol, there would have been no no January 6th. Just a couple right. of National Guard That's members. Bottom the line. There would bottom have been. You do, right. Dude, those guys all tech, decked out in tactical gear. You were not. Nobody's going to. You don't mess with those guys. No. And, and, no. and to have. I just don't think it fit. If you if you go. Let's just say for the sake of argument. For your audience that maybe has doubts. That the FBI had staged. Um, participants in. In the crowd there that would they were encouraging the, the entry into the Capitol. Let's just say, you have, for the sake of argument, let's say that, that that did happen for your viewers that have doubts. Well, the presence of the National Guard would have really interfered with that operation. Correct. Because it, the, that show of force is, is, is doesn't... Um, you know, the National Guard presence stands out visually, uh, strategically, tactically, as you're as you're as you're looking at the at the perimeter protection of the Capitol and the, and the security forces that are deployed. National Guard troops and army trucks and, and tactical gear really stand out. So it would have been far more difficult for uh the adjutant operators that were that were working within the crowd there with a particular mission to encourage entry to the Capitol or indeed even inside the Capitol waving people in. Because let me tell you, it's not easy to walk around the Capitol if you don't know where you're going. It takes years as, as if, if even working here to know how to get around some of these buildings. So you don't just wander into the door of the Capitol and know where the hell to go in order to get to the house chamber. You have to have someone lead you there unless you really, really have been there for quite some time. I'm telling you, ask anybody that has toured through here. You have to have a tour guide or else where would your tour go? You'd be lost in minutes. So it makes perfect sense that if you have members of, of uh, Trump supporters rally that have, that have come to the Capitol and, and find the, the doors open and they come in. Well, how are they going to make it to the chamber unless someone leads them there? And, and who was there to lead them? Man dressed as Trump supporters. Mm. So the National Guard would have shut all that down. And who pulled the National Guard? Not President Trump. President Trump provided the National Guard properly through chain of command. But ultimately, that requires the... the uh, the 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 official request of of DC municipal government working in coordination with the Speaker of the House. That's the way law enforcement works for the, the Capitol, working in conjunction with the city of DC, the Metro Police. Um, that requires a coordinated official request of the mayor of DC and the Speaker of the House. So that was Nancy Pelosi. And Mayor Bowser. So, listen, we're not crazy when we're investigating and we're revealing uncomfortable facts. Yeah. We're just we're we're revealing this stuff to the American people because this is America. It's not the Soviet Union. 
Yes. We're not China, man. <laughs> we we get to have a voice. And I didn't give up my right to have a voice when I swore my oath as a as a congressional servant to we the people. Uh, Congressman, this is not the direction I thought we would go necessarily, but here we are, and it's been illuminating and fascinating. I did, before we go here, want to ask you about an agent of Russian disinformation, which would be Adam Schiff, who shopped around the Steele dossier as a legitimate document. He was censured yesterday uh, by your caucus for that uh, lie to the American people. We know that the Steele dossier was, in fact, Russian disinformation provided by Russian agents. Um, and so Adam, Adam Schiff himself uh, is a Russian disinformation agent, and he was censured. Uh, 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 your vote in that censure, sir, why did you vote the way you voted? And um, what can happen? what's going to happen next, Adam Schiff? Well, there was an effort to table the, the, the censure and... and um, there was an effort to defeat the censure, but I believe the censure was righteous. Now, this is a mechanism that should be very rarely enacted by Congress. There should be that it really should be no partisan uh, dynamic that that determines censure of a of an elected official um, in our representative republic. This is a, very important that censure is not used as a political weapon. But Adam Schiff clearly and knowingly and willfully misled the American people again and again and again uh, during his during his uh, his participation as a senior member of the Democrat Party in investigations into uh, into the original Russia hoax and and his his repeated um, propagation of those lies, which have proven that the investigation has proven that indeed there were lies and it, they were, they, it was known to be very bad information, misleading information. And Adam participated in that. So, you know, again, I don't stand in personal judgment or condemnation of Adam Schiff as a man. It's not my nature to do that. That's between him and God. But as, as a, as a servant to we, the people, I've sworn an oath to uh, serve the, the greater good of, of the citizenry. And so making a stand against something so egregious that, that a, a member of Congress would participate in something repeatedly and knowingly and willfully uh, misleading the American people and lying to the American people that required censure. And that's what happened. And brother, you should have seen how they acted. It was like, it was like 205th graders over there. It, you know, it pissed off at the coach or something. It was insane. Uh, I, I haven't seen that kind of childish behavior and, and who was leading the chance standing in the front Swalwell. I mean, you can't even make this stuff up, you know. Kevin showed great patience. I'd have probably come over the podium with the gavel and the and the scepter. You understand? But uh, Speaker McCarthy showed great composure, and and the Democrats were. I never seen anything like it. Listen, we had to endure an unrighteous censure of of a colleague. What was that? Twenty twenty. Uh, two, it, 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 
it went after a Republican colleague and censured a Republican colleague unrighteously. We we didn't behave like that because you know that adults and congressional representatives should not conduct themselves in such a manner. If you, I was there watching it, I, it was. <laughs> It, it was very interesting, shall we just leave it at that? It was very interesting to watch these people uh, act like disgruntled children and with an organized chant. I mean, it, it was crazy. I half expected to look over and watch them passing around a joint or something. They, <laughs> they, they, were, they were not handling themselves like congressional representatives on the chamber of the floor where a particular code of conduct is enforced. That's that's disruption. You talk about so we have American citizens been in, in jail for two years in the, in our the political prisoners for disrupting a charge with disrupting a congressional uh, procedure. Right. They were most certainly doing that yesterday. Anyway, <laughs> it, yeah, well, we look forward to further consequences. I have little children at home, Congressman. They need a consequence when they throw temper tantrums and hissy fits and when they throw themselves on the floor and scream and whine and cry and actually a consequence. There'll be no consequences. consequences. You mean for their, for their chanting and disruption? Yeah. No, well, what I'm saying is Adam Schiff. Like, it's very good that he's now going to be well, referred to I mean, investigation, he's, right, he's for the ethics committee? A very short list, I think. Censure has only been used like 25 times in the history mm -hmm. of, of Congress. So he, that's a, a short list of uh, that's not a list you want to be on. And, well, you know, that's well, between him and God now. I'm done with it. <laughs> well, Godspeed, uh, Godspeed, Congressman. We have your Twitter account here. Everyone needs to hop in and follow Representative Clay Higgins, man, he is uh, he's one of the guys that just sees it clearly and we need more like him and we need more people to stand and ask the tough questions, to be skeptics, to find the truth, to have curiosity and to be willing to have the, the heart to bring the truth to the American people, even if they are uncomfortable truths. And Representative yes. Clay Higgins is a very rare, very rare individual who does uh, just that. We need to follow him. 77,000 followers. Come on. Benny Brigade, let's get that up to 100,000. 100,000, here we go. The least we can do. Congressman, thank you so much. Please be a regular on the show. Yeah, God, God bless you, sir. Thank you for, for always seeking truth and being a clear voice for we the people. I'm honored to speak with you today and your entire audience. Uh, I'm, I'm humbled to serve. So thank you for your time. Good, sir. Thank you. I love that guy. Doesn't that, doesn't it feel like doesn't it feel like when you have I, I like that all these members of Congress, all these co members of Congress come on, on our show, right? Senate, House, and they everyone has their own different style, right? Everyone has their own different style. Clay Higgins, this was his first time on the program. Representative Clay Higgins of Louisiana was just on the program for twenty plus minutes there, um, nearly half hour actually, nearly half an hour. First off, extremely generous with his time, extremely thorough in his questioning of the narrative behind January 6th and how it utterly collapses. But then secondarily, love the man's um, delivery, like like almost mentor-like, like genteel and thoughtful 
And I, I think that's great. I think we need more of that. More like honest and earnest questioning that is just simple and to the point, cut and dry. Uh, and that's that that's an that's a good that's a good style, man. It's great having him on the program. I said I hope he comes back and we will be inviting him back regularly, ladies and gentlemen. Something else that we do regularly. Making sure that we always deliver a verse of the day for you. Verse of the day, very appropriate one today from Psalms 100. Enter his gate with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Whew, man. Sometimes you go through a news cycle and you're like, I am not thankful for this news cycle. I, I don't feel it. There's no joy in my heart. There's no happiness in my spirit. Uh, and God uh, doesn't want that. He doesn't want not want you. You know, Christ says that every day brings their own troubles. Like, don't worry about it. Stop worrying. Like, he does not want you to go through uh, your short time on earth here as a spiritual being having a, a human experience. doesn't want you to go around mopey and sad and depressed and downtrodden and black-pilled, being a doomer, stuck in some doom loop like you live in San Francisco. No, you don't. If you are watching from San Francisco, we love you. I mean, please get out fast now. Get out. But anyway, the point is that he, that is not how we are designed. We are not designed. Luminous beings are we. We are designed for something higher. And we certainly aren't put here to be miserable and to be trod upon. Now, God has his own justice and his own timing. And so we trust in that. And that is why we can be full of thanksgiving and praise. We can go through life with our heads held high, knowing that we are part of something much bigger and that the victory shall be ours. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching today. What an interesting conversation. We'll be back tomorrow. It's your boy, Benny. And this is The Benny Show. See ya.